Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 635. If you'd like to have a copy of it, just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape, and Sharon will tell you at the end of the program how to receive a free copy. I have songs, letters, and a powerful message from the throne of God, and some great testimonies in the letters, in the form of letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, we pray that you will make known um, your truth uh, against the fallacies of this one-world government cult and uh, antichrist. Lord, um, they're so deceitful. Like they have, as you know, these different um, people that have been murdering people down through the years. They have them bowling and like they're trying to get cute for people and telling little one-liner jokes at some homosexual uh, maid so that they could get it across that you're just, quote, real people, uh, Satan. Satan is doing this. Lord, show the world, Father God, that these people are not cute at all that these are just skits that they're playing out that children would do at a high school or grade school play. They're phonies, Father God, and let the whole world know that they're phonies. And they're just putting everybody in the world on a trip, and the world is going for it. Just as you've said that in the last days, the entire world would be deceived, and they are. Oh, they just hoot uh, and holler for their favorite candidate, and they're no good. They are uh, not of you, Father, but they are of the, their father, the devil. But make it plain, Lord, through your scriptures and through testimonies. Uh, so many hundreds of thousands of testimonies, yeah, even millions of testimonies against the Vatican and its democratic international government, which is nothing more than a dictatorship. Show the world, Father God, do something, give me more words to describe this anti-Christ evil, Satan-run government and cult and news media. The news media is making the word church a dirty word, uh, because what the, this anti-Christ news media is doing is exalting the Pope and his homosexual um, child molesting and murdering church, exalting them and calling everybody else, all churches, which is the body of Christ, the true churches, they're calling us uh, uh, names like we're cults. But Lord, through your spirit, let everybody know that all those that are united with the Antichrist cult, the Roman Catholic cult, that they are the actual devil, and uh, they are the cult, the world's worst cult. There's never been in history anything that could compare to it uh, as so far as being of Satan. They are Satan. It's a Satan's reign, Lord and God, Father God, Holy Spirit, Redeemer, Savior. Lord, I pray that you do all these things. Put a stop to Satan. Give everyone that is of you, Lord, the courage 
to stand up and say the things that I'm saying that you've given me to say. Make them stand up because uh, they because they don't stand up. Satan is just continuing on his filthy campaign to put the mark of the beast on everyone here on earth that uh, doesn't believe you, Father. And what they do, they'll be uh, possessed with the devil themselves, and they'll think themselves to be saved because you'll turn them over to a rejected mind, a mind that is full of perversion, and also, Lord, a mind that has uh, lost itself, a mind of Satan. Lord, close every door for the devil. Uh, and, Lord, destroy these minds that are delusioned. They've been turned over to delusions, strong delusions, you said in the second chapter of Second Thessalonians. Strong delusions, that you put strong delusions in them to believe a lie and make them believe a lie. And, Lord, that uh, their souls will be destroyed because they're so evil that they couldn't possibly receive you or your true church, which is the body of Christ. Lord, I ask, I pray, I beg of you, Lord, to destroy Satan and make a place for your children, Lord, that no one can defile it or no one can uh, do anything to it. Not even the gates of hell shall prevail against it. You said it, Jesus, and therefore stand by this word of yours and destroy Satan and open up big and mighty doors for us. I ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Now, in this world, the Bible says that uh, we are like lambs, little lambs among uh, wolves wolves and so we're actually rank strangers in this world we're strangers we're pilgrims just passing through and all the rest of the people that feel so smug about being part of this world learn how uh, horrible it's going to be for them all right now here's porter wagner along with the blackwood brothers to sing for you rank strangers to me I wandered again to my home in the mountains Where in youth's early dawn I was happy and free I looked for my friends, but I never could find them I found they were all rank strangers to me
Praise the Lord. You know, this is the first time in history that I've ever known of it uh, since Jesus came into the world, how that the people of the Lord, the good people of the world that have accepted God's ways, have become rank strangers. And then uh, the whole world becomes rank stranger to us. Uh, They keep um, the people of the world hate us because we tell them of the sins that they are committing and that they need to repent or their souls will spend eternity in hell. Like the Apostle Paul said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Um, And he wrote more than two-thirds of the Bible. And you know what the world did to him? They chopped his head off. But you want to know something? Uh, The Apostle Paul is in heaven and you people and people like those other people that uh, did that to him, they're in hell right now screaming their heads off, just like you're going to be doing. There are so many uh, instances and such a variety of accusations that are false that it would be hard for me and my church to keep track of them all if I didn't have secretaries and and I did keep records. The last uh, f- uh, false accusation is that we're keeping um, that we are keeping in one of my churches three girls from their father who abandoned them over ten years ago. But let me uh, let one of the girls here read to you the girl's statement herself. Now, she what happened was uh, this man who was a crack cocaine person and uh, was a roofer. And he had this 13-year-old girl who is now 10 years older or 10 or 11 years older. He had her, uh, or maybe she's older than that. Yeah, he had her for about 10 years making her work in a strip joint and making her against her will. And if uh, he, she wouldn't do that, well, he'd beat her up because he, uh, she was making more money than he was. Uh, she stated that he was making a hundred dollars a day and she was making two hundred. And he'd take the money and buy pot 
and also uh, crack cocaine with it. And if she didn't go, uh, if she wouldn't be a topless waitress and uh, at 13, and if she wouldn't be a uh, stripper, or possibly, I mean, you know, I don't want to ask her, but to be a person that uh, would sell herself for a price, but she'd bring home this 200 a night for him, and he'd buy, spend it up on crack cocaine. Okay, but her words will be better than mine because she's the one that went through it. Uh, somebody read that, please. I've been in this the is from Lisa Christopher. To whom it may concern, I've been in the Tony Lamo Ministries for the last 11 years. I'm here because I want to be here, and my children are here because they want to be here. Tony Lane, a drug addict and woman abuser. Right, if people didn't want to be here, there's the door. We don't hold anybody, never have. Okay, then what? Tony Lane, a drug addict and woman abuser, has always used people just like he used me before we moved into the church. Tony Lane has never tried to support his children, but only his drug habit. We never were married, we just lived together, and now I'm happily married to a nice Christian man. Tony Lane has been in and out of jail. He was given an opportunity, just as his sister Michelle Ashcraft was, to have a place in the ministry, and they chose to walk out on that chance. And now they want to spread lies and say they are worried about my kids and say that one of the last pictures they saw, Ashley looked like she had a black eye. What picture? I haven't sent you pictures. Prove it. My children are taken care of and have the best of everything. So what this man did is he went to the police and reported the false statements, and then the sheriffs or the, uh, police called Channel 6 in Shreveport, Louisiana, and started telling, uh, saying that they were going to run a smear campaign on us for uh, holding these three girls against their will. Well, I called my attorney on it, uh, Eric Lieberman in New York City, and he called him up and said he'd have a defamation of character suit against them and own that station. And he said, you can check it out if I'm a, a big batch of baloney like you are. He says, check my record. I've had many defamation of characters lawsuits and prevailed. He says, here's my email. Here's my phone number. Here's uh, all the information that you want. And you can check me out. He said, so just go ahead. And the guy says, well, defamation of character means what? He says, means that you're lying about people and defaming them, and we'll I will come after you personally. And he says, my record and my status as an attorney is on my website and on other websites, so go ahead and do what you're going to do. But I will come against you. Then what does he say? You haven't sent these children one penny in all these years. And you haven't sent them so much as a birthday card or Christmas card or anything. For the past 11 years, the Tony Lamo Christian Church has always supplied everything, the best of everything, from our living facilities, our clothing, nourishing food, including health food and beauty aids, and most of all, our spiritual food for our souls, the Bible. He pays for all hospital and dental bills for everyone and has done so for over 40 years. He is the most spiritual and caring person I've ever met, and my kids say the same thing. This crackhead is talking about saving my children. Save us from what? 
I want to be saved by him in the media, leaving me, my children, and the church alone. My children and myself are in the most blessed place on earth, the place God has called us. It's like heaven on earth. My children and myself are happily in the church and away from him for 11 years. He knows where I've been for the last 11 years. Our church has nothing to hide. The doors are always open to those who truly want to serve the Lord, not Tony Alamo or anyone else. There are no chains or bars on or around us. As far as my 13-year-old daughter getting married, that's not true. That's not even on her mind or anyone else's mind that is truly serving the Lord. Tony Lama will not even allow a marriage like that. She's underage. Tony Lane should be thankful I made a stand for God or my 13-year-old daughter would be doing what he had me doing, which is stripping and working in a topless bar when I was about her age. This crackhead wasn't even there when she was born. He was out smoking crack and living with me, an underage 16-year-old girl. Now he's asking for help from anybody that will help him to get my children. He was a roofer, but he's getting up there in years and doesn't want to work anymore and wants to use my children, ages 13, 12, and 10, to do the same things he had me doing when I was 16 years old, more than likely committing incest with them and making them work at a topless bar and prostitution. He used the money that I made to buy crack and pot. He's the one that needs help, not me or my children. The only one that can help him is God Almighty if he confesses the lies he has told and repents. Signed, Lisa Christopher. Okay, praise the Lord. Now, do we um, have other testimonials? Yes. Go ahead, then. Where's the first one from? Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay. Then what, what do they say? To Pastor Tony, hello from Pablo Gomez, I am Pablo Gomez from Guatemala, 34 years of age. Beloved Pastor Tony, it is my joy to salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My desire for you and all of your family, including the army of God, is that you all may receive more and more power each and every day till the coming of the Lord soon. The purpose for this letter is to give thanks to God and you for opening the doors of the Holy Church of Christ. Because of the literature and CDs that you sent me, it talked directly to my heart after receiving salvation in the services in Manhattan. Now I'm very happy after 30 days being in the body of Christ. I have not come here for my power or will, but because of the mercy of the Almighty, after the devil almost killed me two times, being in the world of sin, full of putrefying sores. In the middle of the year of 2005, I cried out to the Lord, waiting for an answer with promise, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, day and night. Before the three months, the Lord responded, I had been fasting and praying for three days. That's when he told me, soon I will take you far away. The Lord answered me, and he will answer the prayer of the sinner. I only want to praise him and seek him more and more each and every day. Being under God's ordinances, Pastor, I ask you for your prayers, for my desire is to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and receive power of God to remain strong against the wiles of Satan, a liar. May God strengthen you. New creature, Pablo Gomez, praise the Lord. All right, do you have something else? Yes, from Accra, Ghana. Okay, let's hear it. You are doing the greatest work of the time. I pray Jesus to empower you. Speak fearlessly. I wish you all the best. God bless you, Jared Hortang from Accra, Ghana, Africa. All right, praise the Lord. Now, do we have something else? Yes. What is it? From Manhattan, New York. 
It's a witnessing response. Okay, go ahead. It says, I gave a lady a newsletter when we were distributing literature on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. She turned back to talk to me and told me that she used to talk to Tony a lot because she worked for Don King and Mike Tyson. Tony had been trying to get through to Mike and Don, but the secretaries would never get the messages to them, she said. Finally, she was hired from a temporary agency because the other was on vacation. She got the message to Mike Tyson and Don King. Mike was so upset that the other secretary never got the messages through because he really valued a communication from Tony. She said Mr. Lama was manufacturing jackets for her employers. He asked her where she was from. She said Atlanta. The next thing she knew was that a gorgeous, expensive jacket with Scarlett O'Hara on it, called an Atlanta jacket, was shipped to her house. Mr. Lamo did this because she was so helpful. She said he was always so cordial when talking to her. She said in 48 years of being on the workforce, no one has ever done anything nice to her except what Tony Lamo did. All right, so that's another... Stick in the eye to Satan. Amen? Amen. Do you have anything else? Yes, from Glasgow, Scotland. Okay. Dear Pastor Lamo, people should take the threat of microchip, the mark of the beast, very seriously. I just wanted to let you know the revelation I received in a dream last December 2007. The liberties of every citizen in every nation will be taken away step by step each day that goes by until everyone on earth is forced to worship Satan by receiving the mark of the beast. Well, it's happening. Just look at those 400 children that were taken out of that happy home where their people were happy. And they, incidentally, somebody told me that they said on the news media that the man that they have in jail... Uh, allegedly for making people have sex with each other, tried to hang himself. Let me tell you people out there, when I was in Florida, uh, I gave actually gave myself up because they said that, that I was going to, uh, attempting to kidnap a federal judge. Now, what in the world would I want with a federal judge, <laughs> of all people, in my uh, church? Uh, but... They put me in jail, and while I was there, I went on a fast because I wanted to get an answer from the Lord. Uh, all the people of the Lord, when there was something like this happening to them, they started fasting. But the news media said that I was attempting suicide. Yeah, filthy bunch of lies. They just make up anything that they want to say and. So I asked the Lord that if I just make sure that I win this case. It was, uh, the case they had on me was to, uh, the desire to kidnap a federal judge. Well, you know, they've done so much false accusations against me. And even with all those false accusations, I won the case. All 12 jurors said not guilty. And so I'm glad I fasted, but it sure was sad that the news media, in order to have a sensational story so people listen to them and people just got just itchy ears to hear any false thing about anybody that's really doing a good job for people uh, and for the Lord a good good job for the Lord and so that's what that was and, and so this is probably what they're doing against this guy saying that you want to commit suicide what for why would I want, when I know I'm innocent, why would I want to commit suicide? And I'd like to hear it from that man. 
because he probably would tell you, I'm almost positive he'll say it's just a big lie. It's just too bad that this man doesn't speak out. If he's innocent, then have him send me a letter, and I'll I'll read it on my program. Or any of you people out there that are from that Texas church, which they're calling a cult, I will, um, I'll read your letters on the air. And anybody that's getting the same treatment from the devil, this Antichrist government, send me your letters and I'll read them on the air. Okay, what else? Pastor Lamo, I praise and thank the Lord for the permanent anointing that is incorporated in the literature which the Lord has given you. I have just read again, Love and Affection, Thanks, Susan Alamo's Wedding Gown, and The Colt Protection Racket. I was so edified, and it was like I was reading them for the first time. Praise the Lord, Brother Lucombo from Glasgow, Scotland. Anything that the Lord gives uh, a person and they write it down, it never grows old. It's just like the Bible. It's still alive because it's spirit and it's life. And the things that the Lord gives people that are anointed of the Lord is always alive. It's always alive and well. All right, praise the Lord. Anything else? That was it. That's it. Okay. So um, right now we're going to go to the book of Romans. And I believe we were in chapter 3. Verse, uh, we'll go at 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified. Because the law uh, tells us why we're doomed. The law never tells us that we're justified. So by the deeds of the law, even if you do some of the deeds... There's no flesh. If you even did them all, there's no flesh that will be justified in God's sight. Why? Because you have to be born again of the Spirit because you have the Adamic sin on you. Everyone has that, so all have sinned or are sinners. And uh, all, there's uh, no, there's no one righteous, no, not one. We have to accept the Lord into us, and we have to enter into him for us to... Uh, be saved from the demands of the law. So that means because sin is so abhorrent in the eyes of God that he had to send his only begotten son into the world, the word of God, so that people would know what's right and what's wrong. And so that people would know that God hates sin so much that he even gave his son uh, to be slaughtered for the sins of the world. For by the law is the knowledge of sin, and that's it. It just gives you the knowledge of sin and what you're not supposed to do and what you are supposed to do. But now the righteousness of God without law is manifested. Okay, so the the whole thing is, is if you have faith in God, then you are relieved from having to pay the penalty of the law. So I'll read it again, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, uh, being witnessed by the law. 
Well, the Lord took the punishment for our sins against the law, and now he gives us the power to not sin. And so if we do, the law continues to condemn us because the law condemns all sin, whether you think you're a Christian and able to sin or whether you are uh, unsaved and believe that you can. All sinners are condemned by the law. So if a person gets saved, they're in Christ and they will not sin. So the law is manifested being witnessed by the law. Because the law says if you break any of these sins, you've broken them all. doesn't matter if you, it's worse even after you were saved to continue sinning because you put the Lord Jesus Christ out to open shame and trample his blood under your feet. And uh, so being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Verse 22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Well, okay, so what do you, what does that mean, faith by Jesus Christ? By faith in what he says, Jesus Christ is the word of God. If you think you can sin and get into heaven, then you're lost. Because the Lord wants a church or a bride that is totally without sin, without blemish, without spot or blemish. So by faith of Jesus Christ, the word of God, Jesus is the word of God. Unto all and upon all them that only believe the word of God. Jesus is the word. Now, do you believe the whole word of God? Do you believe that uh, there's no condemnation for polygamy? Do you believe that there's no condemnation for marrying a girl when she's reached puberty? And there's no mention of any age that a man can marry a girl that reaches puberty as long as she consents and her parents consent? Well, if you don't believe that, then you don't believe in Christ because Christ never condemns polygamy. And he never condemns anyone that gets married at puberty. So, uh, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, the word of God, unto all uh, and upon all them that believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, and thou shalt be saved. If you disbelieve, thou shalt be damned. For there is no difference. There is no difference which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. Um, verse 23, if you don't believe that the Vatican is the Antichrist, if you don't, well, then you're damned because you're not believing the word of God. If you believe that you take the mark of the beast and that you're going to be saved, you're damned because the Bible says it's the same thing as uh, believing in the Antichrist. It's the same as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. For all have sinned, uh, all have the Adamic sin on their soul, and come short of the glory of God. The glory of God is that you're in the, that you are now living in the Word. You're keeping all of the commandments of the Word. Okay, now, verse 24. 
being justified freely by his power and his um, this plan of salvation he has, this gracious plan of salvation through the redemption that is in the word of God, Christ Jesus. If you don't believe the word of God or any part of it, you're ashamed of the word of God to preach it. I was talking to a pastor the other, just yesterday, from Chicago, and he was saying, well, you know, you know, I, my ministry is in Mexico, and, you know, those people are mostly Catholic, and so in order for me to do any work over there, I have to, uh, you know, kind of uh, not mention the Catholic Church as boldly as you do, because he knows that the Catholic Church would kill him or put him in prison, because that's, I'm not that kind of a church. I, I'm not like that. I'm not like the devil. But that isn't what I do in Mexico. I have a large Christian work in uh, Mexico. It's the, the fact that the ones that are our number one hits on our hit parade on the website every Sunday. We check that out. Verse 24. So being justified freely by his plan of salvation or power through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The redemption that is in the word of God. It plainly tells of how you can be saved. And one of them is that you're not afraid to preach the gospel or that you're not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation to those only who believe the whole word of God, which is Christ. Verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. So you have to have faith that you're saved. All your sins are forgiven by the blood that he shed. If you don't have faith in that, you don't actually have to go someplace where there's blood and cover yourself in it. But by faith, when you believe that Christ has covered you in his blood, then you are saved to declare his righteousness. So in other words, the Lord says that my righteousness by the blood I shed is how you get saved. And then you become righteous as well to declare his righteousness for the remission, for the forgiveness of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So the Lord forbears because he see his son's blood on by faith on your soul, that there's no more sin there. And he didn't tell us you don't go and sin. Okay, now that we've been forgiven of sin, can we go sin some more? And Paul says, God forbid. God forbid such a thing as that. God forbids that you sin again because it's putting the Lord out to open shame and trampling his blood underfoot to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness. Well, people say, I'm the righteousness of God and everyone in the world is the righteousness of God. They're lying to you. Not everybody in the world is the righteousness of God. Most of the people in the world are going to hell. But to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that I am saved, Paul says. 
that he, God, might be just and the justifier of him which believed in Jesus, the word of God. So he's the justifier. He's the one that uh, makes you justified. That is, if you're living the life of Christ, if Christ is living his life in you and you with him in you and you in him are living the life of Christ, then you're justified. But you're not that justifier or you're not just outside of Christ. If you're in Christ, then you're walking in the spirit. And there's no condemnation to those who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit in Christ. Verse 27, where is boasting then? Who do you think you are? It is excluded by what law? By what law? Of works, question mark? Nay, but by the law of faith. Oh, so there's another law. It's a law that there's a, uh, the law, the moral law. There's the law of sin and death. And then there's the law of faith. That's what I was saying. Faith in what? Faith in Jesus, the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Verse 28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. And why is that? Well, because the law is faith. The law is faith now. Up to, in order to get saved. You don't have to do any deeds to be saved with the exception of um, going to Christ and asking for forgiveness and then dying out to the world. Verse 29. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Question mark. Yes. Of the Gentiles also. But there's a contingency there that they also believe the word of God, the entire word of God. All right, so we go now to verse 30. Seeing it is oh, one God which shall uh, justify the Jews, the circumcision by faith, and uncircumcision, the Gentiles, through faith. Verse 31, do we then make void the law through faith? With the moral law, are you kidding? God forbid, Paul says. Yea, we establish the law. And what does it say in the Spanish Bible? Yea, we confirm the law by faith. Chapter 4. What shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? Verse 2. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory. 
but not before God. Verse 3, For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God. Faith. He had faith in God. God told him to go to a far country, leave his friends and family and riches and everything, and go to this country. He did not know where it was. and But he did it, so it was accounted unto him for righteousness, because he followed God's instructions exactly to the letter, spiritually. So now, to him that worketh is the... Um, Reward not reckoned of grace or power, or but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth, you can't buy your way into salvation. You can't do any work to be saved. But after you're saved, the Bible says that you have to go to work. Follow me. Take up the cross. Deny thyself. And follow me. But to him that worketh not, so far as being saved is concerned, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly by faith is counted for righteousness. Just like Rahab the harlot. She believed God and so she was saved. And in the lineage of God. Okay, verse 6. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. It's belief in the Lord in order to get saved. But after salvation, then the Lord wants to do his work in and through you. And then we're going to be judged by all the works that we've done. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities or sins are forgiven and whose sins are covered. So that's how you get saved, by believing that God, through Christ, did all the work. So you become saved, you're resurrected from the dead, in the spirit, but your body, the flesh, the lusts of the flesh are deadened uh, by the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, because and by faith in his work that he did on the cross and his whole life. Verse 9, cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the, that's the Jews, or, or upon the Gentiles or the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Verse 10. How was it then reckoned when he was in Circumcision or in uncircumcision? Hmm, that's the question. Not in circumcision. He wasn't circumcised yet. But in uncircumcision. So it had nothing to do with him being circumcised at all. He believed God when he was like a Gentile. 
but he did, wasn't in the mind or the spirit or the soul or his heart was also was Jewish, a believer. We become a Jew when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God. Verse 11, and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, that have faith, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Verse 12, And the father of circumcision, to them who are not of the circumcision, or not Jews, circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had be being yet uncircumcised. Verse 13, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Abraham believed God, so he's called the father of faith. Verse 14, For if they which are of the law be heirs, Faith is made void. So you don't have any faith just because you believe in the law. Because the law doesn't tell you to accept the Lord Jesus Christ so your sins can be taken away. The law just tells you that you're condemned. But God, through the teaching of the word, tells you that if all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, so everyone is lost. Because of what Eve did and her husband Adam. For if they which are of the law be heirs, that means the Jews, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. In other words, you don't believe God, his word, well then there's no promise there for you. Because the law worketh wrath. In other words, the law condemns us. For where no law is, there is no transgression. That's why the people in the Bible early could marry uh, uh, many people. There was incest with Abel and Cain. They both had twin sisters. Uh, Cain wanted Abel's twin sister, who was far more beautiful than his uh, sister. And... Uh, he slew his brother because he was jealous that his sacrifice was better and that his sister was prettier. And so they were going to be married. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by power, the power of God, the promise of God. To the end, the promise might be sure to everyone, to all the seed well, who is the seed? That the word is, the seed is the word that received the word of God into their heart. The seed of Abraham that believed God. Not to that only which is of the law, 
uh-uh. Not to the, just the Jews, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, the father of faith, who is the father of us all who believe, that is. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead. See, Christ became the life-giving spirit. And if your body is dead, he still quickens your spirit or gives life to your spirit and pulls it up into heaven. And calleth those, change the page here, things which be not as though they were. Things which be not as though they were. Already there. Verse 18. Who uh, against hope believeth in hope? I have great hope because I believe the word of God that there is um, there is definitely a resurrection at the end of my life. That there is the kingdom of heaven, and I'm going to be there. If you don't believe that, well, then you're just going to go continue whoring around or be doing the things you're doing, uh, thinking that there's no salvation, there's no retribution, that there's no condemnation to those that don't believe. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Verse 19, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And so it was impossible. That's why the whole Jewish nation came out of a dead man's body and a dead woman's body. And uh, so that's why we're more unusual than the rest of you. We know that God is true and that everything else is a lie. And so my time is up and this is the time to pray. I'm going to carry on with this if the Lord wills tomorrow to make sure to tune in tomorrow. All right, now let's pray. Those of you that uh, want to be saved, want to believe God, if you don't, you're damned. And so if that's the way you want it to be, that's the way it will be. But say this prayer, say to the Lord, say it to God. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that the almighty God raised Jesus from the dead, I believe that you did that, Father. You raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, 
And I invite you, Father, you, Lord Jesus, Lord Father, and Holy Spirit to come into my heart and wash all my former filthy sins away. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And uh, just get yourself a King James Version of the Bible. Keep praising and thanking the Lord. And um, Sharon will tell you how to receive a copy of this program. Tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. But say uh, order, make sure you order uh, broadcast number 635. Uh, Sharon, go ahead and tell them how they can receive our listening audience to receive a copy. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, so we're just talking about how you're saved by the blood, faith in the blood of Jesus that washed away your sins. And so Porter Wagner here asks you the question, are you washed in the blood? Are you washed in the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb are you garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Beside the garments that are stained with sin And be washed in the blood of the Lamb There's a fountain flowing for the souls unclean Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb Are you washed, are you washed in the blood In the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb Are your garments spotless, are they white as snow Are they washed in the blood of the Lamb 
Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are they washed in the blood of the Lamb?